Tristan Hopper has a special.
and I will rise when He calls my name. I will rise on eagles' wings before my God, fall on my knees and rise. I will Tristan, I hope and pray that you will and look forward to the day when he calls your name. I want to speak tonight on the subject that God is the God of the broken. God is the God of the broken. So many times, uh, especially now that uh, uh, tax season is among us and uh, Sometimes you feel like God is the God of the broke. <laughs> and thank the Lord, He is. But also, that's speaking physically, isn't it? God is the God of the broke, but He's also the God of the broken. Matter of fact, throughout the Bible, you cannot serve Him without being broken. You cannot we cannot have revival without being broken. We cannot, we cannot be used without being broken. And let's just start off with the scripture in Psalm 34 and verse 18. In order for us to Be in good standing with God, we must be on our knees. In order to be strong with God, we must be broken. In order to be close to God, we must be broken. So in order to be, for anything in our life to be ready, to be used by Him, we must be broken. Matter of fact, in, here in Psalms, uh, 34, this simple scripture is the beginning for us to be broken. And it says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for being able to be here tonight. Help us to be broken before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, <clears throat> before I get much further in the message, let me just say that I pastor the greatest church in the world. It is horrible weather tonight, but you are here in God's house. Thank the Lord for Ashley Shiko and electricity. I like it. I like electricity. We've been blessed with some awesome heat pumps. 
We've got two awesome six-ton heat pumps. I think Brother Ernie put those in. We had the venting already. Anyway, so I'm glad you're here tonight. I won't keep you, hopefully, too long. And uh, I, I know the roads won't be bad, but uh, it doesn't mean that we won't. It's going to be fun getting back out in the <laughs> out in the weather. But quickly, as we go through here, just looking at a few scriptures on being broken. That God is the God of the broken. Am I broken tonight? Ask yourself this question. Am I broken? Can I be used of God? Are you a broken vessel? The Bible says that God wants to, to break you. Go ahead and uh, head to the next scripture, which is Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6. This is uh, just a, a, a few scriptures that talks about being broken. These scriptures tonight should are designed to get your attention. Uh, <clears throat> Caleb had a little accident this weekend. As a matter of fact, the truck is now broken. <laughs> Fortunately, it's just a single vehicular accident and a wet road, and uh, and a and a and a, and a, a dirt wall. <laughs> but I'm just so glad tonight because I've been here that he's not broken. <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, things can be replaced. People can't. But th get this, and and that's that's not the kind of breaking we want. We don't want anything to be broken. Matter of fact, uh, we had a, a broken floor in the parsonage. <laughs> we got some uh, people fixing the broken floor and in, in the parsonage. There's, that's not the kind of broken we're talking about. Okay, we're talking about a breaking here. We're talking about a breaking of our soul. We're talking about a breaking of our life. We're talking about God wants to break your life and make it because, folks, when when God can get you in a position where you say this, I desperately need Him, then He's got you right where He wants you. Say say that in your I, I desperately need God tonight because, listen, all of us would unequivocally say this, I need God. Yeah, I know I need God. But when you get to the place in your life that you desperately need God, then you are ready. Then you are ready for the next step. I desperately need God. And that's where God wants us in order to be used by Him, in order to be a, a, a vessel that's ready and willing, Jeremiah 18.1 says this, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. He's working that work. And y'all have seen it before, and I've seen it. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. That's 
desperately in need of God. God, I am clay. I'm broken. Take me. Remold me. Reshape me. But folks, if you ever pray that prayer and mean it, that is a dangerous prayer to pray. When you say, God, break me and remake me. Take me a broken vessel and remake. Folks, that remaking is not fun. That reshaping, remolding and stretching, that's not fun. Sometimes it involves change in our life. Head to 1 Corinthians 1. God shows us in our heart the attitude we need to have in this. In 1 Corinthians 1.27, 1 Corinthians 1.27, he says, God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the, the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are. Why? Why does God want you to say, I'm weak, I'm foolish, I have no purpose without Him? Why? That no flesh should glory in His presence. We get to thinking, well, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for me, promised land would go down. That's a dangerous position to be in. It's a dangerous thought. God doesn't need any of us. And none, none of us are irreplaceable. The goal is verse 29. The goal is that verse right there. Because, folks, there's only one that deserves any glory. And He should get it all. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying, Good job. You did great. You know, and a pat on the back or something like that. But, folks, we know who gave us the ability or the strength, or even the breath to do it. Go now to Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1. It says, we've received this ministry. Seeing we have this ministry, we and as we've received mercy, we faint not. Number one, I've got an opportunity to serve, and I don't need to give up. Verse three, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost. God has given you an opportunity to serve, and the devil... Uh, verse 4, the devil wants you to hide your light. Satan wants you to, to hush. Satan wants you to be quiet. Satan wants you to not say a word. Okay? But verse 5 is what you should do. We speak, preach, speak up. Because anybody can preach. Okay? It doesn't matter how, how long, if you've married in here... I guarantee you, the wife has preached to you, and the husband has probably preached back to the wife and the kids, and you just, you preaching. 
Well, but what are we preaching? We proclaim not ourselves, but what? But Christ Jesus the Lord? That's who we should lift up. That's what it's all about Him. Verse 7, you and I, this is where it comes home. This is what is, what is the title for tonight's sermon. God is the God of the broken. And look at verse 7. We have this treasure. What's the treasure? Jesus is the treasure. And what do you have it in? An earthen vessel. Why? That the power may be of God and out of us, which that leads me to the last scripture for tonight. So this tells me that I've got a, I've got a, I've got news. I've got something to share. I've got something to glory of. I've got something to brag on. And it's Jesus and it's not me because I'm a broken vessel and God chooses to use broken vessels, not shiny pretty ones. In other words, what I mean by shiny and pretty, in other words, yeah, I did it. I'm smart. I'm talented. I'm whatever. I know God wants to use broken vessels. That's why that's what First Corinthians one was about, and that's what this is about, and that's why Paul didn't get his prayer answered. Four, cha- excuse me, eight chapters over in Second Corinthians chapter twelve. So go ahead and head there. God uses broken vessels, and so He took a broken man. Oh, by the way. <clears throat> The Apostle Paul was walking around with a Ph.D. He was walking around with a loaded Roth 401k IRA. He had it all. He had a big government position. He had all these things going for him. He was a man not to be trifled with. And But you know what I think? When he saw Stephen, I think something started breaking inside of him. The Bible says he was consenting unto his death. Matter of fact, it says that in another place he it, he recalls it, and he's he's thinking about it, and then on the road to Damascus, whenever he met up with the Lord, and all of a sudden, boom! Big light. The Bible says he understood the words, and in another place it says the men with him heard the voice, but they didn't understand. He's blind. Ananias comes along and helps take care of that problem. But then he starts having another problem. (laughs) Whatever the thorn in the flesh is, because it says on verse 7, I'm in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure because me and the Lord... Did you know that God, excuse me, Jesus and Paul, man, they got a lot of, uh, he got some training, Paul and Jesus. They got together and he says, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. And whatever it was, and, and I, it's fun to think about it, but, uh, but really and truly, I, I don't need to know because you know why? Because if we don't know for sure, then you can take this scripture and use it. Because you might have a thorn. Satan 
is allowed to buffet Paul. Lest I should be exalted above measure. I prayed three times and I've shared with you my thoughts on this. It wasn't three minutes apart. I think it was three low times in his life. Three low times in your life. Can you remember? Can you remember a time in your life where you were really struggling? Desperately struggling. Maybe you were even asking God, why me, Lord? Maybe you were asking God, why me? Folks, we've all had, I think those are the times, three times, three times, maybe whenever he was in prison. It gets cold, dark, and lonely whenever you're in those jails. There wasn't any electricity. There wasn't a nightlight. And he's, and he's thinking, is all this worth it? Is, is, I know you're with me. And he's, and he's allowing this time in his life and he's praying, Lord, if I, if I just had this removed, I'd be a better servant. And God says, uh, uh-uh. uh. He says, verse nine, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul then says, well, if that be the case, I will rather glory in my affirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. I ask you tonight, do you want to be broken? Let God do the breaking. Let Him do the breaking. As we prepare for Him invitation, let's pray. Father, <clears throat> may You work in our heart tonight. May You break us which just means this, that we would say, I desperately need you. I need you more than anything. And we would call upon you and cling to you tonight. Father, help us to be broken before you. In order that we may serve you. In Jesus' name, amen.